Welcome to the Well Fuel Podcast, your spot for everything gut health, detox, hormones, a healthy home, mold, and everything in between. I'm your host, Isabel Smith. I'm an integrative and functional registered dietitian and the founder of Isabel Smith Nutrition. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Well Fuel Podcast. I'm so excited about our conversation we're going to be having today, all about how you can get yourself to make food in your kitchen easily and that you like. Um, this is important. Anything we do to cook more in our own kitchens is a good move for our health. So we're going to be talking to one of my friends, Elia Wahlberger, who's a personal chef in New York City and meal prep expert and coach. She's the founder of her company called Feed Your Sister and has a really fun Instagram account, which we'll share at the end. Feed Your Sister encompasses private in-home meal prep across the New York City area, prep and party, and a brand new group coaching program called Modern Meal Prep. At the core of all these offerings is this. Meal prep is a new fast food, is the new fast food. Elia is a super passionate woman, passionate about helping busy parents and professionals build a sustainable meal prep routine that works for you in your unique and busy life um, in a way that's sustainable and that sticks. So mm-hmm. welcome, Elia. So happy to have you. Thank you, Isabel. I'm so happy to be here and talk to you. I always love talking to you. So <laughs> this is going to be so fun. So fun. So my biggest question is this. How did you get into this? Because I know you have a background that wasn't always meal prep. Correct. <laughs> so for those that don't know, I am a former preschool teacher. I used to work with kids with special needs and I retired in August and went full time with Feed Your Sister. However, I've been doing Feed Your Sister technically since 2010. I had like the OG blog. It's still on the interwebs somewhere. Um, and it's awful, but Anyway, uh, once I once I um, was starting to do that, I was just sharing recipes and baking and cooking for my friends. And I love cooking for people that I like I love, like my friends and my family, hence the name Feed Your Sister, which um, kind of came from my sister. But I started meal prepping for families in 2017 or even like the end of 16. Um And the business really just grew through word of mouth and all the amazing moms on Facebook um, and just spreading my name around. And so I was juggling teaching and meal prepping and teaching and meal prepping, quitting and picking up cases. And like it was a whole thing. And then um, during the pandemic, teaching was very hard and I pretty much was burnt out um, from all of that and decided you know, to work more on my business and include some coaching, which is what I do now, as well as in-home meal prep. Um, and I'm full-time Feed Your Sister now, and so far, so good. And I'm really just excited about it and proud of myself for taking that big leap because it's it's definitely scary. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> yeah. I remember it 10 years ago. I had still one of the most delicious meals in your apartment. Um, that air fryer chicken that you made was ridiculously good. I make it all the time. I made it the other day. It also works in the broiler. I now I can tell people. (laughs) Okay. So, so I'm going to ask you, what's your favorite way to cook? I'm going to say protein. Is it in an air fryer? Is it in a broiler? Is it, what's your fave? Okay. So I do have an air fryer. However, I think just for clean cleanliness and just like ease, I find that the oven is just so much easier mm-hmm. and like you can get to a higher temperature than 400. I like my, I mean, for, for vegetables to like, if you like it crispy, 
I think you can do the air fryer, but for cleaning purposes, it's so much easier to just take that pan, put parchment paper on it or not, mm -hmm. and then just like literally scrub it clean while it's still hot and like you're done. done. With the air fryer, it's like the grill and the thing and the basket and it doesn't yeah. dry nicely and the water's dripping everywhere. It's just like, it's and you have to take out the physical machine because obviously it's so big, you can't keep it on your counter. So if somebody asks me if I need an air fryer, I say no. The only recipe that I thought you couldn't make without the air fryer was the chicken. But I tried it the other day in the broiler and it worked. So you still get crispy chicken skin and it's so good. <laughs> it's by Nom Nom Paleo. Oh, I was going to ask, do you have that recipe anywhere? It's Nom Nom Yeah, Paleo. it's called Crackling Chicken by Nom Nom Paleo. And I think she has like, she does it on the pan and I'm like, hell no, I'm not <laughs> pan frying anything um we'll share that's that a big mess. in our show, in our yeah. show links we'll share that because yeah. that chicken was delicious which is you know and i think making food easy and accessible is really what we're going to talk about because yeah. one of the biggest complaints that i get when i say to people you know I, my our clientele is busy i'm sure yours is too right like they just don't have yeah. time but i think that there are ways even if you are not making everything but you're making some parts of your meals right that you can make food in your kitchen easier, more accessible, so that you can take better care of your body, mm -hmm. um, right? And so yeah. when we think about people who are resistant, like, what are some ways that, like, you feel like we can inspire people to get into their kitchens and cook a little more? Get started, yeah. So I have the same, we have very similar clientele. They want to get healthier. They want to eat better. They want to heal whatever they're healing in their body. Um, and a lot of people aren't cut out for meal prep, right? Like some people just, they just say they're so busy and it's, it's one part priorities and one part, um, you need to just practice and put in the time. Yeah. Um, but like you said, and what I teach my clients is there are many different kinds of ways to meal prep. Right. Um, so there's, there's, you know, person A who shops and cleans their stuff and cooks all in one day. If that's not you and you don't have the stamina for that, then maybe you shop on Saturday, you prep everything on Sunday, and then maybe you're a stay-at-home mom or you're still a busy stay-at-home mom and you cook, you know, during nap time dinner every single day. But the, the key really is the planning part. Right. So if you're not planned, then then nothing is going to happen. True. I said that to my mom this morning, actually, because she was yeah. like, how do you always have food cooking in your kitchen? And I'm like, because I think about it ahead of time. Yeah, you, you have to put in the planning time, which shouldn't take very long, like less than an hour. Um, and then it's like investing in the time up front mm. to then reap the benefits for the rest of the week. And I say, if you're meal prep, if you are meal prepping all day on a Sunday, you are doing it wrong. And like, that's not the way I teach meal prep. I let, there's a modern way that I teach it. And what you see on the internet is not yeah. what we consider right. meal prep. Right. Because you see these influencers, right? With the, yeah. Like, and it's like fridges filled with containers and like, you're going to get sick of that food. Yes. And so I, so what I do is I teach clients, it's very customized to your lifestyle, to your cooking routine, to your daily routines. Um, do you have a freezer chest filled with proteins? Do you have space in your freezer? Like, 
do you have a pantry? Like it depends. It, everything is so dependent on like the client and who, and who it is and what, what they have accessible to them. Um, you know, I, I worked with a bariatric patient or after bariatric surgery and like, that was a whole different kind of meal prep because she couldn't, right. she didn't need to make a lot. Right. So we, we, we use the freezer a lot, you know? So like every client is different, but the whole meal prepping as a whole is the same. You have to plan to shop. What are you going to shop for? Um, and I, I talk a lot about inventory, which is very big too. And that's a good place to start. Yeah. So like, I, that's what, that's where I tell people to start really take inventory, clean out what's like expired yes. and, and write down everything, including your spices and your appliances. And then like the inventory dictates the meal plan. Mm-hmm. That's helpful. So that you don't waste your money at the supermarket or your time browsing. And like, I can be three hours in a supermarket, you know? So like, and it's, and you spend so much money, right? When you're like, Oh, maybe this, Oh, maybe that. Right? And then what happens? All the food goes to the garbage. Correct. Right. No, <laughs> so, it's true. No, it's true. I, I, I see that in my own history. <laughs> <laughs> so I find that like having a plan, having in, having looked at your inventory and also um, having a plan, but being flexible. Mm. So if a dinner popped up, mm-hmm. you have the tools and skills to know, okay, I'm not having that dinner tonight. It's already prepped. What do I do with it? What are my options? Right? right. Like there's always options, freeze it. You right. can maybe save it for tomorrow's lunch. You can, some people like to eat their dinner for breakfast. Like it's just, everyone's so different Flexible. And, and it takes some trial and error. It does. And it's, you're not going to be perfect. You're not going to be an expert, you know, like it's, it does take time. So it takes commitment. It takes time. It takes patience. But you um, can like start with like, like I'm going to prep my snacks for the week, for example, right? yeah. or breakfast, like start with a meal, right? One so thing, right. Start somewhere. I love the inventory thing. I went through my spice drawer. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I did this a couple years ago and I was actually throwing spices out that were 10 years old. Yeah. Um, I had bought them in college and somehow they had migrated. Oh gosh. <laughs> I had like a jerk spice, like a like a Jamaican like all spice yeah. or jerk spice or something. And I looked at the expiration date, it was like two thousand and eight or something. Yeah. And it was in my cabinet. What I mean, is there an inherent risk to old spices or I don't just- think so. I think it's just like there's no flavor. <laughs> yeah, and they're hard, like, you know. Yeah, they lose yeah, their moisture, I just, right? I don't so, recommend it. <laughs> you end up hooking um, the rock. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, like you said, I think starting from one thing, keeping it simple, mm-hmm. whether it's cooking something, one thing, or just cleaning all your vegetables when you get home from the market is, mm. is going to help you. Or so what, what I do is also ordering food versus going to the supermarket if you're really busy. That's something that you should take, do and like use because it's worth the extra $7 or the yearly plan for the deliveries, um, like fresh direct for instance. Um, and you don't have to leave and you can do it from anywhere. You can shop on your, on the plane, on the way home, you can shop from your bed and at night. Like it's so easy. And it's kind of fun too, to be honest. I'm a fresh direct lover for people who are listening not in the East up in the the East coast. There's other, um, just services you can use. And yes, right. As Elliot said, it might be $5, $7. And 
yes, like that does matter. But also if that is what's getting in the way, if the trip to the grocery store is getting in the way of you, of you ordering or buying or making a grocery, whatever, then, you know, yeah, just, you know, save your money if that's something that's important and, and do it that way. That way you plan, you buy, it's delivered. You're not inconvenienced if you're busy or you don't have time, but the food still gets into your house. Right. And one more thing about that. So then there's another way. So when I get everything, I take everything out of all it's like containers and stuff, because I really feel that like people are overwhelmed when they look in their fridge and Mm -hmm. they have all these options, right? Like if everything is cut up, like if the broccoli heads are all cut up and I put them like away and they're ready to roast, I can literally just dump them on a pan while I'm having a meeting or recording a podcast, they're cooking in the oven, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And like, you can do it in little spurts throughout your busy day. If you're prepared, I didn't have to chop anything. All I do is olive oil, salt, pepper, done. And then that's part of my dinner is finished. Right. And then cooking chicken is 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Like it's not a big deal. So every person can have a different, meal prep can look different for every person. And I think I also debunk this a lot is that a lot of people think, especially moms, I feel like they feel like meal prep is like making a new recipe every single day of the week. And that's a lot of overwhelming, number one, to read through all those recipes, how to like navigate them. it's It's expensive to buy all the ingredients. And it's just like, there's too much food. It's like too much, you know? So I like to do like components and I think you're like that too, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, like last night, let's see, I finished um, with clients at some hour. What time was it? It was like 7.30. I like put the the chicken on the stovetop on lower heat. I knew it could sit there. I came back and sat and did my notes. 30 minutes later, it was like, you know, my mom was like, oh, because she popped over. Oh, didn't you cook that in the oven? And I was like, no, I just cooked it on stovetop. Low and slow. Um, Low and slow. Exactly. Let it go. And then I like, you know, stuck the potatoes in Uh, the oven. Very easy on parchment paper. Talk to me about parchment paper versus not. I have started using parchment paper for my vegetables and they are crispier. They're so much more delicious. How does this happen? Interesting. I was going to say the opposite. No. Well, you know what? It actually really depends on your oven. That's what I will say, because I work in many different ovens with many different ovens in different houses. And I find that some ovens like will just no matter what even if it's like a wool like it just depends on the oven I don't know the companies but like sometimes it'll like steam the broccoli and it'll yeah. never get crispy even if it's like odd 500 yeah and then like those are more like the generic oven I feel like but then there's some generic like my little I have a little four top stove yeah. it's like 20 inch it's like a mini oven and it it's powerful like the fire comes out like it all depends on the electric is it gas like do you cook it on the bottom do you cook it on the top like sometimes I don't know like I just it's kind of all again trial and error you have to get to know your oven it's true my mom has these like expensive ovens I will not say the name she has these expensive ovens and these (laughs) ovens are literally the worst 
They are like it's some are so the awesome. worst and some are good. Though. And I have like, like a you know inexpensive Samsung in my rental house, right? And it's like I, I get like really good crispy veggies, and everything from hers feels like it's got like it's like like humid. You know, it was like humid. yeah, like it's it weird humid. because yeah, yeah, I don't know why. So I mean, I, I haven't gotten any complaints thankfully, but like what I do know is obviously closer. So if it's direct with the pan, mm-hmm. um. I think you're more likely to get like a crispy bottom. Mm-hmm. And if you, I, I've been finding that if you put the pan on the bottom of the oven, mm-hmm. it's good. But then if like the other day I was making Brussels sprouts, so the, it was getting brown on like one corner of the pan. Mm-hmm. But then I moved it up to the top because her fire, her, it's electric and it, the, 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 the coils were on the top. And that made it a lot more crispy, but I found that the bottom wasn't crispy and it was on the pan. So like, there's no, it, it really just depends. It's a mixed bag of tricks. <laughs> um, you said something before I want to ask you a question about washing. You When you get home, you wash all of your vegetables. Okay. So this is something, when I used to get a CSA, which I haven't done yes. in a while, I would wash yeah. all of my lettuce, for example, and I would put it in a open baggie with a paper, piece of paper towel. Um, but I don't have the time or interest in doing that anymore. And so all the greens I get come in the grocery bags, the little green ones, and Mm -hmm. things get soggy and gross. What's the best way, you and I were talking about this offline, how do we, like, okay, favorite way to wash, uh, I'm hoping you say just water, Uh, favorite way, but you can tell me what you actually do, favorite way to wash, and then storing, like, because there are ways to store produce to keep them longer. Correct. Okay. So what I'll say, what I do, everything comes from Fresh Direct. Tomatoes are coming in a container. The little mini cucumbers come on like that, you know, whatever. Plastic, blah, blah, blah. I dump everything that can be washed ahead of time, pretty much. So that's not berries. Berries like a whole nother thing that you just can't preserve berries. I don't care what TikTok says. <laughs> I've I've tried it all. Doesn't work. It does not work. Like, I don't know what happens in the container that's closed with the strawberry. Like, gas it. Like, it smells like... Yeah. yeah. Well, you probably know. Yeah. Gases. So, like... And there's always humidity. So, I know. Berries are a whole nother... <laughs> like, just don't buy a lot of berries. But don't buy them every... don't wash them. Right. And don't wash them until you're eating. Buy two days at a time of berries and just... And what I do is I just now eat frozen fruit. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, I just stop buying berries. Period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, But for vegetables. So... Obviously, there's vegetables that last a lot longer. So, like, I'll wash my cucumbers, my peppers, my little cherry tomatoes. I'll do. I'll wash my kale. I usually don't buy like the softer lettuces, like arugula. Sometimes I'll buy iceberg or um, romaine. The key with the lettuces, like that, is a salad spinner. Okay, salad like, spinner's a must. Okay. Yeah, like otherwise, don't wash it until you're ready to eat it. Okay. And then with kale, though, like I buy dino kale, lacinato kale, however you want to call it. Um, that I find, again, washes really well ahead of time and can stay well if you. So the minute it starts to turn yellow, the leaves, then it's like not good anymore. And then it starts to really smell and gross. But if what I do is I wash the kale, I spin it, and then I put it in a stasher bag, which is 
my favorite. We can love get into those. that. <laughs> yes. Love I'm obsessed. Um, and I'll put a paper towel in there, but I, I let the seal be a little bit open. Mm-hmm. So it has like air okay. and it, it can last like a whole seven days, maybe even 10. Okay. Um, if That's I buy incredible. romaine, mm-hmm. yeah. If I buy romaine, sometimes like when I'm prepping and I know I'm going to have like a salad, like a few days later, I'll just chop it up, make the salad, put it in a, a Tupperware that's like airtight, you know, and, and that usually is fine. I've heard some tricks about wrapping up romaine lettuces and other maybe soft lettuces in tinfoil. Each oh. one, it's by itself. I've never tried it. I saw it, I think, probably on TikTok. Um, oh. And they, they say it lasts forever. I don't know. Maybe something with the foil. I don't, I'm not sure. But then aren't we worried that like foil is leaching into it? Right. Our- I know the right. foil thing is a problem, yeah. right? Yeah, I think so. Um, the other thing, cucumbers, have you had like soggy, like, totally, especially those, like the green bag that I leave them in. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. <laughs> so I take everything out of the bag. So don't, I would not put anything cause there's like, yeah, condensation is going to be in there no matter what. Okay. Um, but we always buy like my family too. We always buy like the Persian mini cucumbers mm-hmm. and I've been starting to put them in a jar of like water. Or like a con- oh. or like a container of water, and it okay. helps them stay crisp and doesn't get slimy. Like you might have to change the water every now and then, kind mm-hmm. of like carrots and celery, how you can like keep keep them in water and they they stay for a while. Same thing with kale. Like if you have kale that's like limpy, mm. you can just cut the bottoms and then put them in like a jar, yeah, like a flower, like flowers, and they cool. get, it gets crispy again. It's like so herbs crazy. too, then yeah. Yeah. So herbs is another thing like berries. Like I kind of stopped like buying herbs unless I know I'm going to use like the whole bunch, which is what I like about Fresh Direct. They have like the single servings. Mm. So you don't waste the whole bunch. Okay. So yeah, herbs are tricky, but yeah, I'll put them in water and I'll snip the bottoms. But I tried the bag thing. Sometimes I put a stasher bag over them. But okay. it, no matter what, it still gets slimy. There's always going to be some sort of slimy Slime. situation. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, and, yeah, there's a lot of tricks, but I don't think they all work. Okay. And and what about the drawers? <laughs> okay. So, the so I'm like an or like I love to organize. <laughs> I'm not a professional organizer, but I do help my clients get organized in the kitchen because I feel like. If you have an organized fridge and kitchen yeah. that's working and functional for you and your the way you cook, then you're more likely to be in your kitchen and you're going to want to mm-hmm. cook and you're going to want to look in your beautiful fridge. Like, I don't go quite the home edit, like rainbow everything, but I do like it's pretty. My fridge is very pretty and I love it. And I like, you know, it's like plants. I talk to my fridge. I'm like, what am I eating today? What am I eating tomorrow? I put it like I move things around like it's fun. It's like a fun game for me. but I would say in the drawers, so I have bins, like tall bins that separate within the drawer. So like I can have all my lemons in one little container, all my apples in another container. So they're not like, also my, yeah. And you get the height of the drawer used up too. Like instead of everything just being flat, you're actually utilizing the height. So you have separators. yours you can do separators or i buy like it's called like the tall narrow bin and it's like you have to you have to measure so this is something i actually do for clients i have a kitchen revival and it's like 
you, we can choose, you can do your fridge, your freezer, your pantry or everything. It's like a three hour service. And can we, you come help me? <laughs> I would love to. Yes, <laughs> I would. I, I do. And within an hour away from New York city. So like a train ride, if it's a train That's ride right. away, I can yep. come. Yep. And um, even virtually can be done, but like, well, you'll like measure your fridge and you'll tell me beforehand and then I'll tell you what to get. Walmart, don't go to the container store. Okay, so you can get Save your money. Walmart. The Home Edit has a whole line of stuff now at Walmart. It's amazing. Incredible. Okay. And this like is... sets, also Costco too has um, like ID, ID design, whatever they're called. Uh, like the acrylic bins and stuff. They have like a whole set of Costco. So if you have like the deep drawers, also for So you can actually get way more out of your, I would, uh, if I, if I could take my microphone to my kitchen, I would show you right now what you'd be like, Isabel, um, (laughs) the drawers always get me also because the gases, right? We have like certain gases and then they mix and then things go bad and yada, yada interesting okay we're gonna have to yeah. talk offline about you helping me organize my kitchen. yeah it's really it's I, that's actually like my favorite thing to do like i if i can go into people's kitchens and just like i had a client who i really wanted to do it for and they like refused they just were like i was like this is just not working like and i cook in their kitchen like they have their vitamix like all the way at the top of like a cabinet that's like not hard to, easy to get to and it's like that's uh, how is that going to work for you? This is a good point because if the if the tools in your kitchen are not in an accessible place, you're not going to use them, right? Use them. So yep. that's also important. I found with myself that I wanted to use the instant pot. I hate the instant pot. I do. Um, oh. I mean, I shouldn't say this online, but here's the reason why. Um, I just find I don't hate the instant pot. I should the pressure it. cooker. The pressure you cooker. Hate the pressure right. cooker. <laughs> here's why. The only reason why is because. I like it for, for open cooking items. So like when you leave the top off, I think it's great. Uh, The meat meat turns gray and it's just more like a sensory thing, or maybe it's just the Mm. way I'm cooking. And and for those of you um, wondering how Ellie is looking at me right now, she's looking at me with like a lot of wonder what I'm doing. Um, Maybe I'm doing it wrong actually. So maybe that's the problem, but we can do um, a virtual zoom together. Instant pot. I don't hate you guys. I, I, I do recommend all the time. I just, you know, we all have our favorite gadgets in the kitchen, right? And I think yes. put your gadgets where you want them or when you where you can where you can access them because they're much easier, literally, much easier for you to utilize. Mm-hmm. And and that's really important. Speaking of gadgets, um, talk to me about your favorite um containers uh for people to purchase, as well as we talked we heard stasher, but what else? And um pans and such. What do you like to use? Okay. So containers, um, I'll usually recommend well, I love glass, again, because you could see it in your fridge. It's pretty colors. I love that. So everything that I like, I'll, I'll recommend, like, to get a set of, okay. like, either at Costco. Like, that's obviously very affordable. They have glass. Um, but, I, but the important thing is to get glassware that can go from the oven into the freezer. Like, it, it it's oh, oven safe. That's important. Okay. Because for meal prepping... You don't want to, like, if you want to meal prep, let's say, a lasagna in in a Tupperware, then you could just take that Tupperware from the freezer or fridge and put it right in the oven. Or even your fish, you can warm it up. Instead of taking it out and putting it on another pan, you just take that whole thing and put it in the oven. That's right? brilliant. That is actually so, brilliant. So make sure, and then make sure it's leak-proof situation okay. covers. Uh, specific brands I have like a mix of like okay. whatever snapware I think it's called and then I 
and Costco. And then there's Pyrex, there's the Rubbermaid Brilliance, but the glass ones are good. Um, and the other thing I was going to say about that is if you're budgeting, other things that you can use are upcycling jars, which I also am obsessed with. And a whor- I, have you seen that TikTok where it's like, a little bone mama like jelly jar and it's like don't do it don't do it don't do it and it's like you're a hoarder and you open your like whole drawer jars well that's me um and but but it but it's great because I use those jars for everything like leftover sauce dressings um overnight oats like you don't need like all my dry goods are in jars mason jars I also love for soup salads to put your cucumbers in, to put your yeah. carrots in, um, so many ways. And then, then they have stat. So stasher I love because it can go into the oven. It's food safe. It can go in the microwave and it can go in the freezer. I don't get freezer burn. Mm-hmm. And the best part is that they're, it's thin. So stasher bags, I freeze like everything in them. I was going to ask and about I, freezing. Okay. Yeah. Stasher. And I, and they, the sandwich size bag. So you imagine a sandwich size bag, but they freeze flat. And so they don't take up a lot of space. So you can kind of have like a file. It's like a file folder of like stasher bags. And you could get, I have, so I have an Amazon page and there's labels there that like stick on for frozen and they come off really easy, even on any jar you can write on it and then you know what's in it. Um, and yeah, freezer is like your best friend. And if you want to learn glass though, right? Like, no, you can freeze in glass. So I had oh. this question come up on a presentation the other day, actually. So you can freeze in glass. You don't want to take it right from the oven into the freezer or hot soup right into the freezer. You want it to let it like come to room temperature a little bit. Okay. Um, and you don't want to fill it up too much. If you fill it way too much, it expands. And that's what makes the glass break. But if you don't do that, it's okay. If you don't do that, you can totally freeze. I freeze soups and brome broths and sauces even in like my upcycle jars because those have all gone through that like you know I guess when they put them on the shelf they like have to like heat them like kind of like pickle jars right Wait, just to clarify an upcycle jar is that like my tomato sauce jar um, yes rayos yeah oh, yeah so you just keep them I keep them I take the labels I have some goo gone mm-hmm. or you can just do like really hot water a lot of labels just come off sometimes they're even like plastic and that you just like rip it off Amazing. and it's a clear beautiful jar um for everybody out there upcycling that's what that means yes oh yes recycle oh. Up is like it's an up it's a way to recycle but you're actually upcycling it I love that. um yeah so I I'm all about sustainability in a sustainable meal prep routine but also like helping the planet which meal prep in itself does because yes. you forget your forgo the takeout containers that are landing in our landfills we're reducing waste because we're eating what's in our fridge hopefully and so yeah no, it's, I think that's really important now um, a couple of questions I have for you about yeah um you know some favorite food items so I have a lot of people that we recommend for them um to use cruciferous vegetables to help with estrogen balance and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of these foods are stinky and people are like, I don't want to open, you know, we were talking a little bit offline about some ways to make cruciferous vegetables like a little bit more meal prep accessible and, you know, handy. What are some, mm-hmm. what are some things you think of that are like, you know, easy and may reduce smell? Yeah. So I, but I think the smell comes from 
when it's cooked, like after it's, cooked. it's cooked. So maybe so, that answers the question. <laughs> so yeah, like I, if you open a thing of broccoli or Brussels sprouts like on a plane, like <laughs> so roasted, like it's going to be smelly, like an egg, like it's going to be smelly. Um, but I think like, so like just adding it, well, eating it raw, if you can tolerate that, I think is great. Um, especially like Brussels sprouts or is kale, it's the yeah. same family, yeah. right? Yeah. So kale doesn't really smell if it, unless it's like going bad, then it smells and really you'll know, bad. you'll know, yeah. like that smell is terrible. It's like, I don't want to eat that salad. Um, and it'll be yellow most likely. So, but I, I love the raw thing is one way, I guess. Yeah. I think raw is the way to go like broccoli. And then the other way is just getting maybe good containers that don't like smell in your fridge. Like, you know, so like not having the broccoli sit out in the bag it came in, like actually getting it just chopped up, ready to roast, but putting it in like a bag or a stasher bag or a container even. Um, and then, yeah, like I love we were talking about a slaw also perhaps. Yeah, or like broccoli rice. Like you could oh, rice it or you can make a soup with it. That would be a good way to eat it. Broccoli, like you can make like a broccoli cheddar soup. Mm. You can make just even broccoli soup in general. Um, but I love a raw Brussels sprout salad. And I um, think like with Parmesan is so good. Lemon, Parmesan, like some almonds. Mm-hmm. Um, a little, yeah, lemon, Parmesan, oil. Yeah, it's so good. Um, and even roasted. Honestly, I don't find that it smells so bad. I know it. It's like a fart smell. I get it, but like, <laughs> yeah. it's not terrible. No, and I think I think you know uh, the raw thing is great. I think that I love making slaws. Those don't smell when you yeah. open them. So like, you could do like a cabbage. I just had one for yeah. lunch a little while ago. Like cabbage, parsley, shredded mm-hmm. carrots, and like uh, some um, chickpeas. And that doesn't. None of that smells if you open. Right. Them. Yeah, what kind of, I love to do slaws with like, um, I love soy sauce or tamari or mm-hmm. coconut aminos and lime juice and mayo. Mm. It's like a different twist, but I like cilantro. Do, I don't think love you like cilantro. Oh, I you love, love cilantro. cilantro. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Try it with cilantro, but more than parsley, I feel like. Um, That sounds really tasty. I've been finding my cilantro has been slimy lately, mm. like just coming slimy. So it hasn't been. But um, the, actually back to the herbs. Um, if you wash all your herbs uh-huh. and um, spin them dry too. Okay. So that way there's less like moisture, you know? The spinning, I think the spinning is the key. And, it could um, be, yeah. and you could leave it in the, in the, you know, spinner. The strainer. The yeah. Some people, so I've seen that as like a trick too. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. It also could be depending on your fridge. Like, my fridge drawers don't have any like freshness thing. It's like just, they're just random drawers that just stick in and out. Like air is going everywhere. So like I, but I don't have a problem with like things going bad in there really. Like free, like how you were saying with the the gases. Depends on everybody's fridge. Yeah. Uh, well, this is like such, such great info. And I'm hoping that this has inspired everybody to get a little bit more interested in Meal prepping. Now, Elliot, you have a new um, offering, a new program that people yeah. who are wanting to really learn how to do this and get more savvy. Can you tell us a little bit about this and like where, where people can find you? Yes, absolutely. So I have a new, um, it's an eight week program and it's called Modern Meal Prep. And it's um, 
So you can read all about it on my website, feedyoursister.com. Yeah. Um, But it's like for you, if you are somebody who wants to maximize your time with loved ones, you want to take control of your health, you're ready to love and appreciate how meal prep can change your life. Like all my clients are like, what a game changer having meal prepped foods, what it can do for your life, not only your health, but like your sleep, your energy at work your energy with your kids, like it's, it trickles into every aspect of life and just eating well helps, right? Um, If you're, if you're ready to level up your mealtime, like, do you want to be that short order cook during mealtime with your kids that are like getting up and giving them whatever they want all the time? Like, how are you enjoying your meal? You know, I'm all about like getting people around the dinner table together. And that's kind of what meal prep does even if you're a picky eater or different, have different diets in the family, like everyone can still eat together because all the food is prepped. So like if one kid wants broccoli and one kid wants string beans, nothing wrong with that, right? Like you can eat what you like. You're still getting healthy, good for you food that like you can control the ingredients. Um, somebody who wants to like transform their kitchen into a space that they love and gain confidence and just feel good that's what i'm about love it so they can find you on they can find information on your website about modern meal prep yep modern meal prep on my website and on my instagram bio has like everything that you need my freezer freebie um my email list my other offers everything is just right there Excellent. Um, no, this yeah. is so helpful. And I just want to thank you so much for coming thank on. Thank you. And, and so much great like information that those of you guys who are wanting to really take care of better care of your bodies and, you know, yeah. make life easier from a cooking perspective. I hope this gave you some good nuggets and like also broke down the process that you guys can use to make it happen. So thanks, Elia. Thank you. Wait, can I say one more thing? Yes. I also just want to say, if you do come to my Instagram, please come and say hi in the DM so yes. I can, I can rec- and say you came from the Well Fueled podcast. So I know who yes. you are um, and definitely say hi because yes. I love chatting. We love, we love those, you know, when, when people find us from other places, yeah. we love to know like who you guys are and you know, how you got here and what we can do exactly. to help. So yeah, definitely reach out and check out Elia's Instagram and say hi to her and, you know, and let her know what you're looking for. She's got a lot of great information and lots of freebies. So we'll point towards all those in all of our information, but thanks Elia. And thanks guys. For Thank you. The podcast. See you guys on the next episode. As always, thanks so much for listening to the Wellfield Podcast. We're so happy to have you. To make sure you don't miss a beat, please subscribe either on Apple or Spotify because we have episodes dropping once or more a week with tons of great content. If you want to make sure that you're up to date on everything we're doing in the business with our clients and new offers and all the things, make sure that you check us out at Isabel Smith Nutrition on Instagram and IsabelSmithNutrition.com. See you guys soon.